Your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. Go! Congratulations! Here's what I've learned. The best of the best have got the following. selling, going, going. God, so congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next six months. Alrighty. Sounds okay? Hands up if uh, you've heard me speak before. Okay, get shit at the second time round. <laughs> I'm not going to ask people that have done it three or four times. It's really interesting. That's a video that we did uh, recently, but... Uh, a few weeks ago, I was in Perth, and um, my six-year-old daughter had a project where she had to say what her dad does for work, and I wasn't there the night before to actually spend the half hour and say, this is what I do, and this is what you'll say, and, uh, and I'm not home heaps because I go away traveling for, for news that I work for, and I found out when I did get back three days later what her speech looked like. And I found out from other parents and the teacher. And other kids got up and said, my dad's a doctor and they help people that are sick get better. Another friend of hers said, my dad's a lawyer and when people are in trouble, they call him and he helps them. And then Christina Panos, my six-year-old, said, my dad wasn't there last night, but I know that he forces people to put houses in the newspaper. <laughs> and we laughed about it at home that night with my wife, but we agreed that that was the most accurate position description I had ever received. <laughs> So, guys, we've got 43 minutes, and I want to talk to you about the fact that after studying hundreds and hundreds of real estate agents, I've come to the conclusion that it's not about who you know, it's who knows you. That is the absolute secret in the attraction business. And the decision that you've got to make is move from being a transactional agent and becoming a brand attraction agent. And brand is what people are saying about you when you're not in the room. Brand is what people at cafes, at restaurants, at the local schools, at soccer practice are saying about you as an agent when you're not there. And I've got to tell you that that is the XPT to get you to success. Yes, cold calling will get you there in the end, but knocking on doors, interrupting strangers who don't want to talk to you is not the most effective thing you can do. It is better than sitting in the office pretending to be busy, but I suggest that the absolute critical behavior of becoming a world-class agent is to become BIW, best in the world at getting vendor paid marketing because not only will you help your vendors sell for a higher price as a byproduct, you will become a brand attraction agent on the shopping list. If you control the online inventory on page one and two of the major portals and if you control print in your marketplace, you will be on the shopping list. You will be an attraction agent. They are the ones that get called out to the listing presentations. And today's conversation is going to talk to you about that and other things you can do 
to actually get you to be a seven-figure agent writing one million in gross commission. And I can tell you that this is not a Tom Panos story. This is a story about people in this room that are writing one million dollars plus in GCI. People sitting here in the front row. We've got Adrian Bowe, Maddie Steinway, okay? Typical attraction businesses. Justin, James Tostevin. Attraction business. And that's what we're going to talk about. And the first slide I'd like you to have a look at is the Big Mac. Now, the Big Mac's a very interesting hamburger because when people are asked about Big Macs is that this is the least liked tasting hamburger in the world when people get asked about it. Can I get a show of hands? Does anyone like this as their favourite hamburger? You hardly get any hands up. There's always one or two. But I'll tell you something interesting, that this, in fact, has been voted the best-tasting hamburger in the world. You can get this hamburger in Tokyo at the Hyatt, and this hamburger by connoisseurs is ranked number one. Yet no one knows about it. In fact, the number one selling hamburger in the world is the Big Mac. And there's a great metaphor there. And that is that you can be the most technically gifted real estate agent. You may have everything perfect, a great pre-listing kit, fantastic database. You can do everything right. But the truth is, if you do not have reach and people don't know about you, you will not have market share. Which brings me to the next slide, which is this is what brand is. It's about having a great reputation. Having people say, he's very trustworthy. Having people say, incredible brand. But this is the interesting thing. What if only one person on the planet says it? Because no one knows about you. And what I've learned is this. There are thousands of great real estate agents that have got great integrity there are caring people that do the right thing, that are trustworthy, but no one knows about them. So you need reach as well. And the fastest way you're going to get reach is to actually become world class at being a marketer. Because it is not the best technical agent that will write $1 million in gross commission. It is the best marketed agent that will write that money. And that is the absolute truth of success in the real estate industry in Australia. So I want to share with you a listing presentation on vendor paid marketing that I got involved in about a month or two months ago. I got called in by an agent to do the second appointment. The property was going to be listed by the agent. It was guaranteed, but the vendor did not want to spend any money marketing. All they wanted is a database campaign. And they said, just put it on the internet, no marketing, just very quietly. He said, Tom, come along, because this property deserves to be marketed. So it was not far from home. I went along. I get to the front door with the agent, it's 4.30, my phone goes off on vibrate in my pocket, I have a quick look, and there's a message 
don't forget to pick up Christina in 15 minutes. But shit. So we walk into the house and the vendor starts taking us for a tour. I have um, 15 minutes in the house and we're at bedroom number one looking at PowerPoint number one. Houston, we have a problem. As we kept walking, I thought, I've got to say, I've got to say what I want to say. And it's funny, it's funny many times when you talk to vendors, existing ones or current ones, or ones that you're going to list, that you don't say the thing that you really want to say. How many times do you as an agent get into your car and drive away and say, I should have said that? You say to yourself in the car what you should have said. But I didn't have time, so as I was there, I said, look, um, Christina, I have to leave very soon, so can I give you the fast version of today's conversation? She said, sure. I said, would you like me to present you a marketing plan to make you happy? or a marketing plan to get you the highest price. We can get straight to it. She said, oh, what do you mean? I said, um, Christina, it is the process, not the promise of a price that's gonna get your home sold for top dollar in this marketplace. Can we go to the tiny dining room table and spend five minutes and go over that process? She said, sure. I said, this is how it works. I said, you can sell your house by yourself because the market's hot and someone will buy your home. But that is not the role of a real estate agent. The role of an agent is to get you a 10% premium that hidden money that's in the marketplace. And there's a formula that we use to get that money. And I want to explain that formula. Can I? She said, sure. I said, this is how it works. We're like John West. We will reject 95% of the people that come through your home. Because 95% of these people are going to think it's okay. We don't mind it. We like it but they're not gonna love it. And the way that we're gonna get you an incredible figure is to find a buyer that's emotionally connected. So part one of the formula is to get emotional connection of a buyer, a buyer that says, not that I want it, a buyer that says, I need it. That's number one. Number two is we need to get more than one. So what we do is we get the one, we put them there, then we get another one, and we put them there, then we get another one, and we put them there, and what we do is then we say, fight over the home. You see, Christina, competition is what breaks records in the pool, and competition is what's going to break a record in your street. And I said, we don't stop there. What we do is we outmarket the rest of the competition, because when we launch a new listing on the market, your home is on the market in competition, not in isolation. 
and we need to make it stand out. And the way we're going to do it is to have your home sitting on page one of the search results, and we're going to have you having the biggest ads in the paper. Because the paper's important, because the paper will go out and find the lazy buyer that's sitting on a sofa that's very passive. The internet's important because we know that a lot of buyers are using it. But here's the interesting thing. Unless you're on page one of the search results, it's like you're in what the book Google describes. Unless you're there in the top search results, you have built a billboard in the forest. You are invisible. No one is going to find out about you. So we need to outmarket the competition. And then, of course, what you need is to have a world class negotiator to be able to go to the one buyer, to the next buyer, to the next buyer, and extract every piece of money that they have. And that's how we're going to get you the 10% premium. And let me tell you why it's important. I said, because your family home is the last remaining tax haven in Australia. And every dollar extra we get is worth two in the economy. So I refuse to mismarket and apologize later. I wouldn't do it to you. And all of a sudden, I could tell she was engaged. And I looked at my watch. There was eight minutes left. But she hadn't said yes. And then she said, Tom, I hear what you're saying, but the other agent said that they would just put it on the database and that they've got thousands of buyers. Don't you agree? I said, if I did agree, that would make us both wrong. I said, I'm curious. She said, look, Tom, can we just try for two weeks without and see how we go? I said, sure. I just wouldn't do it the first two. <laughs> she said, why is that? I said, do you think Apple or Nike or Coca-Cola or McDonald's say, let's not tell anyone, let's keep it a big secret. And if no one finds out about it, then we'll tell people. I said, do you realize that you have an incredible opportunity to maximize your net worth by a tax-free asset. She said, Tom, but $5,000, that's a big cost. I said, it's an investment in the profits. It's not a cost. It's an investment in the profits. She said, but there's no guarantee, Tom. I said, what do you mean guarantee? She said, can you guarantee that this $5,000 you're talking about is going to pay off? I said, no, I can't guarantee it. But I said, today, as I walked into your home, I looked, you've got a beautiful home. It's in a great street. I agree with you. But I also noticed that you've got a nice car in the driveway, and I thought that there's a very successful person that owns this house that's doing well. And as I looked at that car, I thought to myself, that car's got to be worth about 60,000, 70,000. She said, it's worth 60. I said, did you insure that car? She said, of course. I said, are you guaranteed that you're going to be having an accident and claiming this year? 
said, no. I said, well, if you're feeling uncomfortable about writing a cheque to invest in marketing your home, I think that you should just look at it as taking out insurance not to undersell the biggest asset that you own, the family home. She said, let's do it. And I still had like two minutes to spare. <laughs> at which point I was about to say, can we see the rest of the PowerPoints? But I was happy to leave. The point I'm making is this, that words change lives. It's delivered well, they change lives. I went to see a vendor the other day, on the market at 795. They get an offer after five days of 785. It's top money. The agent says to me, they've got to accept it, but they won't because it's been on the market for five days and they think it's too early and I'm never going to get that price again. Come along, Tom. See what you can say. I said, what am I going to say? I said, I don't even know values in your area. He said, just come along. It's going to expire. I'm going to miss out on the listing, so I go along. I walk in there. It was five minutes. I said, guys, I've come along here. And he's, the guy said to me, Tom, listen, it's been on the market for five days. Too early. I said, Chris, it's been on the market for five days. Yes. It's not how long your property has been on the market. It's how long the buyer has been in the market. I said, it's not how many days it's been on the market, it's how many people have seen your home in the market. I said, you're looking at the wrong KPI. He said, is that the most we're going to get? I said, this guy has tried for days. He said, I don't know. I said, are you going to make a decision for your family based on the market or based on your life? You can move forward now. And he did the deal. Words change. And I'll repeat those words because they're very good. It's not how long you've been on the market. It's how long the buyer has been in the market. Here's some dialogue for marketing. We refuse to miss market and apologise later. One extra buyer might bring an extra 50k. We're like John West. We will reject 95% of the people that come through the home because they're not madly in love with it. We're going to get the ones that need it, that have to have it. Print media is very powerful at covering, uncovering passive buyers. Instead of, finding, instead of the buyer finding the property, the newspaper finds the buyer. Yes, and by the way, I do work for News Limited and I might be a little bit biased. No shit, Sherlock. Investment, not a cost. And here's a very good phrase to use because I truly believe that you should have your vendors on um, the best websites. And in Australia, it's quite clear that that's REA and having them on page one or page two of the inventory. Absolutely. I love this poem. It's a fantastic poem. It is unwise to pay too much, but it's... But it's worse to pay too little. When you pay too much, you lose a little money, and that is all. But when you pay too little, sometimes you lose everything because the thing you bought is not capable of doing the thing you needed it to do. Does that make sense? It reminds me many years ago, I booked a holiday to go to Bali. 
I walked into the travel agent. I said, listen, I don't need any brochures. I know where I want to go. I want to stay at the Bali Padma Hotel and the dates are not negotiable. I've got to go on the 10th, come back on the 20th. He said, let me go and have a look. He goes on, has a look. He said, good news. I've got something going out that day. I said, right. He said, $14.95. Breakfast transfers included. I said, no, that's not bad. He said, you want me to see if there's anything cheaper? I was thinking to myself, what, he can tell I'm Greek? He thinks that I'm a scab or something. <laughs> I said, I said, sure. He goes back on, he says, great, great news. I've got something leaving out the same day, coming back when you want, same hotel, $12.95, cheaper. He said, two of you, you're going to save a few hundred bucks each. I said, what's the difference? He says, oh, one's flying with Qantas and the other one's with Garuda. And I said, all right, is it any big deal? And he just casually looked at me and said, I don't know, you might not get there with Garuda. <laughs> so, I love this. I plagiarised this off the guys at place, Damien that's sitting at the front with his wife, one of the uh, people there, I think it was uh, Kristen. He actually made a really interesting analogy. Listing with a cheap agent is like hiring an overweight personal trainer. You're actually hiring the person that's least competent to do the job. And I thought to myself, I saw that on Google Images and I downloaded it. So I've got to talk to you about my first job ever. My first job ever is very interesting because I got into sales at the age of 19. I was at uni and I was studying and I got a part-time job on a Thursday night and on the weekend. And what I used to do is I used to cook food at shopping centres and people used to come and try this barbecue called a Weber barbecue. And if they liked the food, what used to happen is that um, they would ask me a question and then they potentially would buy a barbecue. They were $199. And I used to sell about five barbecues on a Thursday, Saturday. And one day, as I was cooking, this guy with a nice suit comes up and looks at the barbecue and says, what's your clothes? I said, what? He goes, what's your clothes? And I just looked at him and said, smart casual. <laughs> And all I could remember as he was talking to me is my mum saying, Tom, because it was my first job, be careful, there's a lot of weirdos at shopping centres. <laughs> and I thought, this is the one that she's talking about. He said, do you have a clothes? I said, what do you mean? I s he said, does, when someone comes in, how do you get them to buy a barbecue? I say, if they like it, they buy one. He said, from now on, say, would you like a red one or green one? I said, but we've got blue and black. He said, just ask him a question. Would you like a red one or green one? Anyway, he walked away. I thought, this guy's an absolute dickhead. But it's changed my life because the next person that came along was a lady with two kids. It was around 11.45 in the morning and I'd been cooking my food. It took me two hours to have that chicken and potatoes looking really great. And she said, can I try some? And I thought, of course, of course you're going to try some. You've come over for free lunch, but I kept that in my head. <laughs> And um, she said, that tastes good. 
I said, yeah, you put the lid on, it acts as an oven. She said, how much are these? I said, 199. I said, would you like a red one or green one? She said, oh, I'll take the green one. And I remember putting my head down <laughs> and thinking, what do you say next? <laughs> it worked. Where's this guy gone? <laughs> anyway, I kept using that line to everyone coming over. Would you like a red one or green one? Some people said, oh, I'll take one. I'll take the green. A lot of people said, no, I'm just looking. Next person came along. Red or green? Oh, just looking. Next person came along. Red or green? I'll take a red. I tripled barbecue sales in six weeks. Um, and I got a phone call about seven weeks into that role and they uh, asked me to go speak at the National Weber Barbecue Conference. <laughs> and my title of my heading was How to Triple Your Barbecue Sales which was very exciting because I went in, it was the first time I'd really been on a plane and I flew over to Adelaide and I was excited and my mum was worried, you're going in a state. I said, it's all right, um, I'll be back tonight. Um, and uh, I get there, I had a 45-minute time slot, it was my first speaking gig ever and uh, the room's um, got about 60 women in there that they're all part-time Weber people and I get up and I was very nervous and I just said... Um, what you've got to say is whether you want a red one or green one. <laughs> and I had 44 minutes left. <laughs> which was a real worry. And I remember stressing and sweating. And then the manager was so good, he came out the front and he said, Tom, would you like to do it as a QA? and a I said, that's my preference today, yes. <laughs> He said, okay, so we're going to do it as a Q&A. We've changed the agenda. Uh, Tom, tell us about the seven steps that lead up to the sale. How do you go through those? Uh, no, not, no, we, just the question, the red or green. <laughs> um, Tom, tell us about the 10 USPs that we have at Weber. So, what's that? What are I didn't understand what USP meant. He said, Tom, is there anything else you want to add? I said, absolutely nothing, that's all. He said, not one. I said, blue, black, red, green, just use the colours. And I remember leaving and thinking to myself, okay, I don't want to do that again, but... I'll tell you what's interesting, it's 25 years later and as I stand here today in 2013, I've got to tell you, we've got Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, we've got incredible digital platforms, but at the end of the day, people like Matt Steinway and all the great agents around Australia, it's still a face-to-face -face game. And I don't believe that closing is the word we should use. I believe that if you have been a trusted advisor, you have every right to use these words. Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, have I done enough to earn your business? Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, have I done enough to earn your business? Because I can tell you, if they've been sitting on your database for two years and you've gone back there many, many times and you've been liaising with them, 
You have earned the right to ask that question. Not only have you earned the right, you're doing them a favour. Because if you don't actually get the listing and you get them stuck with one of your competitors that doesn't know how to negotiate, they're going to end up getting less money for their home. So you're doing them a favour. And I notice that the best real estate agents carry themselves from that position that they go in there with confidence, integrity, authenticity, because they believe they're doing the right thing by that person. And if they don't list them, that they're going to get stuck with a dickhead. Sorry, I had a coffee before I went on. <laughs> so here's the thing about scripts and dialogues. Let me tell you. When you internalize the words, when you have rehearsed them and role played them so well, when they sound like you're having a conversation with a friend at a cafe trying to help them and you're a trusted advisor, they are no longer a script or a dialogue. They are you helping a friend. And to me, there is nothing more elegant than watching great real estate agents that have decided that they're going to master their craft and be BIW, best in their world at it, and they have rehearsed and practiced and they deliver that and it comes through with integrity and the right intention. It's beautiful to watch. It is absolutely beautiful to watch. And I've got to tell you that two weeks ago there was an article in one of the newspapers in Sydney that had the average income in Australia of a surgeon is $351,000 a year. 351000 It was in the Saturday paper two weeks ago, our competitor's paper. It talked about salaries. And I think to myself, how damn exciting is it that a 25, 30-year-old person that decides that they're going to do 10 calls before 10 a.m., that they're going to have crucial conversations with their vendors, that they're going to be outstanding at getting vendor-paid marketing, that they're going to become an attraction agent, that they're going to tell people a remarkable concept, the truth about their home and that they're going to do it consistently. And then after three or four or five years, they have been so good at their job, they've trained and they spent two hours a day becoming world-class, and they're earning $500,000 a year. How damn exciting is that to be in our profession? That is an attitude of gratitude. And we take it for granted that there are people that are 25, 30 years of age that are making more money than people that have spent 25 years to become the best surgeons in the country. Isn't that exciting? Give it a big round of applause. Because I can tell you something. Because today in this room, people can make a decision to rewrite their agreement with reality. People can make a decision that they are going to rip it up and start again. It is so damn exciting that every year at an ARIC, at another seminar, it could be a conversation that people turn around and say, I'm not going to let my personal history get in the way of my ultimate destiny. So here's some good dialogue. Have I done enough today to earn your business? Rick Rushton plagiarised off him. Great with dialogue and language. You want to get more listing presentations? Become great at delivering this. Are you researching buying or selling today? Words change lives. Ask that at an open house. Are you researching buying or selling today? Next one. At a listing presentation, deliver this, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor. When selecting an agent, I'm curious. 
Will you be making the decision based on the things the agent can control, like their marketing and negotiation, or things that they can't control, like the price that they're going to give you here today? Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, it is the process, not the promise of the price, that's going to get you sold for top dollar in this marketplace. This is good when they start negotiating your commission and they're talking away. Just remind them, say, guys, listen, until I sell your home for a price that you're happy with in your pocket, I'm not getting a single cent. My service is free until we get your number. So don't dampen our enthusiasm to go out there. Let's get the result. And if you're not happy, we'll have a conversation to make you happy. Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, are you looking for the first buyer or are you looking for the best buyer? Learn to deliver dialogue and language in a way that it's art. Negotiation. I've got to tell you, the best form of negotiation is just your body language and your attitude. Care, but don't care too much. Because buyers and smellers can smell desperation a mile away. Here's some really powerful dialogue. And by the way, the best time to get an increase in offer is there and then. There and then, when you get the offer. Thank you for that offer, but that price level has already been tested and unlikely to get accepted. If the owner was to say no, what would your next offer be? Nice and early. Would you prefer I tell you what you need to hear or what you want to hear? By the way, who'd like to get a copy of the best 50 scripts and dialogues that I have researched? Okay. Everyone that subscribes to my blog, there's no charge. I get paid from Rupert Murdoch and he pays reasonably well. <laughs> so I'm not trying to sell anything. You just go onto my site, subscribe, and within the next eight days, you'll receive a blog. So it's tompanos.com.au. You receive a blog and it'll have word for word the dialogue. Now, it's very, very, very important that when you go over and start using them, that you don't say Mr. and Mrs. Vendor. <laughs> Here's a very good technique to get offers off people. I got this from Jeff Baldwin in WA. Have chocolates and wine at the open. As people come through, say, the person that guesses what this home will sell for will win this. What's your number? It is an incredible way to get feedback, to take back to the owners. And if you want a really great statement or question to get on offers, is there a price to excite you to purchase this property? This question gets numbers off people and vendors... The best vendor management tool in Australia is a offer. I want to talk to you briefly. I've got 10 minutes left. Last year, I went over by about seven minutes. And if I feel like it, I might do it again this year. <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. So here's the thing about listing presentations. Are you in love with it? Or are your vendors in love with it? Because I've got to tell you, that's the person that's got to be in love with it. Your vendors but we just get so used to doing what we want, so used to what we like. 
But the truth of the matter is, I understand, it's not about you, it's about them. That's the first thing. The second thing is, move away from a statement-based presentation and go to a question-based presentation. Next thing is, make sure that you have got trust in the relationship. But the most important thing I've got to tell you, if you want to get share of wallet, you need to get share of heart. You need to get share of heart. But most people, what they do is they want to go straight for the wallet. I tell you, this is a secret to real estate. Worry about the process and the proceeds will come. Worry about the process and the proceeds will come. And I want you to always remember that people will forget the words, but they will never, never forget the feeling that they were left with. That's what they remember. So, have a look at that. So that's really interesting. Because there's a, lots of experiments that actually measure young kids when they're three years of age. And what they do is they put them in a room and they say that you're getting a marshmallow each. And if you can wait five minutes when we come back into the room, if you haven't eaten your marshmallow, you'll get a second marshmallow. But if you eat your marshmallow, you don't get another marshmallow. So what happens is the experimenters leave. They go outside and they can see through. The first kid, he can't even wait for 10 seconds. He just smells sugar, stuffs it in his mouth. The second kid watches the other kid and he says, he's had it, I'm having mine. The third kid, he has it as well. Then there's another kid sitting there in the corner and you know what he's doing? He's looking at the marshmallow, he's looking at the time. Looking at the marshmallow, looking at the time. Experimenter walks in, the researchers come in, they have a look, they say, oh, you've eaten your marshmallow. They start whinging and crying. The other kid gets a free marshmallow. What's interesting is 40 years later, guess what? That kid is worth financially what all the other kids are worth together times three. This research has been done over and over again. It measures delayed gratification, the ability to pay it forward. The ability to do the work now and not get the result now. It is a critical behavior in real estate. The ability to go to the gym to do a sit-up and not rush to the mirror. <laughs> because people are great at starting things, but they're really shit at finishing things. So January is an interesting month. Because in January, everyone joins fitness first. Everyone quits smoking and everyone joins RSVP. <laughs> but as the months go by, life changes. I say this, you're going to prospect, prospect to get contacts that one day will become listings. You're not supposed to prospect to get listings. It doesn't work that way. That's like the lotto, that you knock on someone's door, hi, and they say, oh, that's incredible. I mean, we had a dream last night that you'd come. And this is like the, the secret, the book, the law of attraction. You're here? That doesn't happen. What happens is that you are nurturing your database and you're building it. So that photo there is something I look at every second or third day. That is not photoshopped. That is Tom Panos in 2006. 
Um, let me tell you a little bit about that guy. That guy there is a guy that was running the Wentworth Courier. We were charging about three and a half grand a page. We're getting hundreds of pages in the paper. There's a guy that um, is pretty happy because there's lots of money coming in and life's good. Um, and here's something that I want you to understand. Nothing breeds failure like success. Because when you're successful is when you stop doing the things that got you there. When you're successful, you start to cut corners. When you're successful, a sense of arrogance and complacency comes in. When you're successful and you're taking things for granted, um, and then bad things happen in an instant. And three months after that is when I got sick. I got diagnosed with lymphatic cancer and I had a struggle with chemo, radiation, and that didn't work, and I went on clinical trials, and it was a long battle, and I'm healthy now, and I'm keeping my fingers that I stay healthy. It's not a great uh, cancer to have had, but I'm pretty certain that um, uh, I made a decision uh, about four or five years ago to rewrite my agreement with reality and move my life to world class. I decided to change my total attitude, physically, mentally, spiritually. And these are the things that I've learned. I've learned that don't, don't let your personal history get in the way of what's possible. I've learned live from imagination, not from knowledge. I've learned live from possibility, not probability. I've learnt that the reality is that there are going to be certain people sitting in this room here today that are going to make up their mind, that they're going to cut their bullshit story that they carry with them and start again and look at life with a new set of eyes when they go back into business. That's exciting. And I've got to tell you that the only thing stopping you from getting your goals in business and in life is the bullshit story you tell yourself. You change the story, you change your life and everyone has a story. The story is what you carry with you all day long. The story on vendor paid marketing is the person that thinks that it's not right, doesn't believe in it, acts and behaves from that position. But this is what I learned. I learned after going through that chemotherapy radiation process, I learned that you need to have an attitude of gratitude. And I know that today in this room there are 3,000 people and I know that there are 6 billion people that would swap spots with me and you in an instant. As I woke up in my room at the casino today, i got to tell you, I felt lucky straight away because if you've got a $2 coin in your pocket, you're already in the richest 25% of the planet. And never take that for granted. And having that attitude is extremely important. Yet most people sweat on the small stuff. So I say to you, change your story. And it'll change your life. Rewrite your agreement with reality. Leave here. Take your notebook. Go into a library. This time, next week, maybe in the next few days and sit there for half an hour, an hour, could be three hours. I spent the whole day at Fisher Library and started again. Because you're either going to have a life by design or a life by accident. And I believe that you are the architect of your life. So here as I finish up, it says two minutes 23 there. 
In 23 years of real estate, I have come to the conclusion that training and coaching is empty without courage and action. I want you to understand that. Because the truth is, this is a great conference. There's great speakers. They've been here this morning and you're going to hear more of them. But here's the basic facts. Here are the facts I want you to understand. That training is empty without courage and action. Why? Because action is what gets the results, not intentions. That's the first thing. The second thing is courage is important because it takes damn courage tonight if you're at a listing presentation to sit in front of that vendor and look at them in the eyes and say the things that are in your stomach. That takes courage. And that's why it's important. And you have to be prepared to go into what I call temporary incompetence to grow. Because unless you become temporary incompetent, you will stay where you are. What got you here will not get you there. I'm doing a pre-pile. I want to I create attraction agents. I'm doing a, a, a pilot program. If you, on my website, subscribe under uh, pre-gym, pre-pilot, or go to stand 61. While you're there, go to the news cafe, News Australia Cafe, because everyone in this room will get a free copy of a book called Attraction Agent 2.0. And in there, it's got scripts, dialogues, seven-day weekly design systems, graphs that you can use to help you get more vendor-paid marketing. We've got about a 1,000 copies, so try and get them done today, because if everyone gets, goes to get one, we're not going to have enough. And then you'll have to chase us up in a couple of weeks. And as I finish off here, it says 22 seconds. In a world that is constantly trying to change you, authenticity is so attractive. This world that we live in, constantly trying to make us cool, constantly trying to make us someone else. Here's the deal. There's going to be someone better looking than you. There's going to be someone smarter than you. There's going to be someone richer than you. There's going to be someone that's got a bigger boat, a bigger car. There's going to be someone that's got smarter kids, but there will never be a better you than you. And when you meet someone that is their best selves, that's so attractive. So authenticity in the new connection economy is such a USP. So I say, with 7 billion people on this planet, let go of who you think you should be and start being who you really are. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday Night Rant every week at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next